Hey gang, and welcome to the Faith Recovery and Music Weekly Podcast, focused on all issues dealing with alcoholism, drug addiction, faith, and recovery. Here, we share our stories, our experiences, struggles, and successes as we walk hand-in-hand with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But that's not all, because we also have some great guests sharing their stories and testimonies. We'll also be joined by some wonderful musicians performing original and inspirational songs pertaining not only to God and faith, but also in regard to our journeys as we travel to and on the road of recovery. My name is Timothy Bryce, and I'm so happy to be your host. I've worked for the church for over 20 years as a musician and as a praise and worship leader, and I've played music professionally my entire adult life. And by the grace of the good Lord, I am 28 years clean and sober. And I'm thrilled to say that joining me every week will be our brother in recovery, Jeremy Garris, owner and CEO of Spirits at Rest Treatment Facility in Montgomery, Minnesota. The gang, it gets even better because also joining us every week will be our good friend and mighty man of God, Pastor Christopher Mark. I truly feel this ministry is my calling and God's plan for my life. I'm blessed to serve him and hopefully help you on your own personal journeys through faith and recovery. Let's get started. Tim, hey gang. Well, hey everybody, it's your, it's old, pal your old pal Tim. Welcome Tim. to the Faith Recovery and Music Podcast. Welcome How's everybody to doing Ponderosa. today? Doing great. Uh, it is my absolute pleasure this week, as in every week, to introduce to you Jeremy Garez, hey! the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everyone. Owner and CEO of Spirits at Rest Treatment uh, Center in Montgomery. A mighty man of God and a mighty man of recovery. That's Correct. right. How you doing today? I'm sport? doing fantastic. Wonderful. It's good to see you. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, as always, we have our good friend, Pastor Christopher Mark. He's sitting right across from me. I'm looking at him. Hey. I'm admiring his manly beard. I like your glasses today, Timothy. Well, thanks, they look very really sharp. They're, it's just a pair that my dog has not had a chance to <laughs> eat yet. <laughs> my dog eats glasses, so... Uh, there you go. <laughs> the inside scoop. <laughs> the struggle is real. Now you know. <laughs> so, and Pastor Christopher, of course, is pastor of New Day Church in New Prague, Minnesota. Hey. He is a mighty man of God, and Woo. he's a mighty man of this podcast every week, mm-hmm. bringing his, his faith and his insight, and it's just wonderful that we get to have him. And yep. I'm your host, Timothy Price. Timzilla! And we're just glad you're here. So let's do uh, let's do first a couple. I like we were calling them housekeeping issues, and I think Jeremy had the he said blessing issues. I did not issues, blessings. Issues blessings. sound like something. That yeah, we have to yeah. Take care of. I don't like housekeeping Rhymes issues. With tissues. Yeah, yeah I like. want to cry. I want to do that. <laughs> tissue issues. <laughs> no, t- tissue issues. Blessings. So first, really Blessings. quick, if you are looking for a recovery service and you're in the great state of Minnesota, we have Faith Recovery and Music every Thursday. We gather at 6 o'clock. We have a little fellowship. And then the music starts at 6.30. And we have speakers. We have Bible verses. We have testimony. We have... Did I mention music? If I There's didn't some. mention music, I'm mentioning it again. Come on. So, um, 
it, and it's just an awesome way. We have sharing, so everybody gets the opportunity to share, and it's just it's it's a wonderful, wonderful way to come work on your recovery. And, and not sometime only, Tim will wear his Zubas. I'm wearing my Zubas right now. All right, I had them on last week too. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> They're not the sport Zubas though. These are I've, just. Uh, I think it's time you and I buy Jeremy a pair of Zubas. I think we I think should. That, yeah. I think we should. Yeah. yeah, that'll go over well. Yeah, yeah, like over well. <laughs> Jeremy's like they'll look great yeah, right. in my garbage in can, my closet, <laughs> or in my rags section. In the garage. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, why, why, we're, we're, you know, Tim and I come on over and we're like, Jeremy, why'd you cut up the Zubas and turn them into your rags? Dude, they keep the most important part of me. Hey, what's that hands, you're cleaning guys? the windows with? <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'm also bringing back fanny packs. So, Pastor had yeah, the idea of like, come on. If we combine fanny packs and Zubas, Zuba, fanny Fubas. Yeah. Fuba, Fuba, Fuba. Come on. So, anyway, uh, we've got that great FRM meeting. Uh, uh, on Thursdays in New Prague, and now we're also in Bloomington. Tuesday nights. S- Tuesday nights, Woo-hoo! same bat time, 6 o'clock for fellowship. Music starts at 6.30, and that's, again, that's at St. Luke's Church Saint in Bloomington. Luke's. So, and... Um, there's some great, great meetings at Spirits at Rest. Too. Yes, Tim. Uh, we have a Tuesday morning meeting from 9 to 10, and that's a women's meeting. So Uh-oh. if you gals out there would like to uh, attend an all-women's meeting, yeah. that is from 9 to 10. And then on Wednesday, 9 to 10, we have an open uh, AA meeting. That's my home Sweet. group. Right? Yeah, that's I my home it. group. Yeah, it's a great meeting. I love going to work and enjoying that meeting. And then on Thursday nights, we have one from uh, 7 to 8 o'clock. And then there is also a new Prague, or I mean, in Montgomery, a Friday night at the Lutheran Church there at 8 to 9. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, is that awesome? You know, and I'd like yeah. to say this when we're talking about meetings. Anybody yeah. listening, you're new to recovery, yes. download the meeting guide. Yep. That app is fantastic, yep. and it'll That's help cool. you find meetings no matter where you are. I first got that app because I was taking a vacation, and we were going, and I wanted to make sure I could hit a couple meetings up That's cool. uh, where yeah. we were going, and the app worked amazing, and it gives you directions there so you don't have any excuses. Yeah. And uh, since then, we use it to plot. You know, Our, our uh, fellows that are in our clients in our treatment program, when they go somewhere, we help them plot out their their meetings and using that app. So. That's awesome. Yep. I, I've got a good buddy that's going to be heading down to, well, Tim and I, we've got a good friend that's going to be heading down to uh, Walt Disney World. And yeah. he was fired up. He's he's yeah. he's rocking his recovery road. And, <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, I'm already planning on, like I've already yeah. got it mapped out. I'm going to go to a couple meetings that's while I'm down there with so, my grandkids. So, Tim, what are you doing after your 30 days of recovery? I'm going to Disney World! <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, it's good. Does that have, is that both AA and NA on that app? Yeah. You, you cool. can do both. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And there's there's also NA here at yep. New Day on Tuesday nights. Tuesday at 7. NA and they have Naranon. That's right. Naranon as well, yep. which is really cool. I, That's really cool. I love that because the band, I, uh, there's something about yeah, that codependency is such a slippery slope, right? Yep. yep. And the best, one of the best definitions I've heard of it is if I'm working harder on your problem than you are, then I'm codependent. Yep. Right. No, that's correct. And, you know, we have, I would say, some of the biggest problems with somebody early recovery and trying to exist in the home life yeah. is the other partner in the relationship not getting the help or the yes. counseling right. yeah. that the person who is an addiction is right. getting known yeah. recovery. So yeah. they have a 
tough time letting go or they have a tough time healing oh. from the problems that were caused yeah. from that. So, so Narnon, Al-Anon, yep. fantastic programs to help yes. the spouses out. The, so good. Anybody else in the relationship, kids. Yeah. I mean, it's great for every one of them mm. and helps just give them the knowledge and helps them to heal. Yeah. Because they need to heal just like we do in recovery. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, we uh, faith recovery music is Christian recovery. And we are not affiliated with AA in any way, but I don't really think they'd mind if we talk about where their meetings are and where people can go because it comes down to people getting help. So absolutely, the thing about that is, is we all got sober through AA. Yep. Absolutely. So the folks you're listening to here are going right. to recommend it because it worked absolutely. for us. Absolutely. You know, um, and the apps and everything now, it's all, it's out there. The absolutely. internet puts it out there. So I, I think talking about it is the probably, the, it's like any problem you have, you talk absolutely. about it, right? So I think going to meetings needs to be talked about more too and where they are. I totally location. Agree. Yeah. And that's just one thing. We just want to make sure that folks understand that. And yeah. we even say that in uh, the FRM uh, mission prayer, um, even though we're not part of the Alcoholics Anonymous under their umbrella, we're not here to compete. Yeah, this no. is not a competition. And if we if we know of meetings, we'd like to share that because it's about you getting clean. Right. Hey, so, some people need three meetings in a day. Absolutely. I know when I first got sober, I needed one every day. I did. I, did I went not, to I multiples at the clubhouse right. in Atlanta. Yep. I lived mm. at a clubhouse called. Uh, so shout out to my Atlanta bros. I lived at a clubhouse called 8111. Mm. Literally. Wow. I could walk across the street to it. Yep. I crawled across the street for a good long time. Um, and there's also one that's kind of special. You guys have heard me talk about that one meeting that I went to where I felt like God kind of talked to me with the glistening of my medallion for FRM. So the 49th annual Founders Day meeting yeah. will be at Holy, Holy Trinity. Trinity. Yep, and that'll be on March 7th from 7 to 9:30. It's going to be March 7th. <laughs> yep, March 7th. It's on a Monday. Yep. Is that and a big day? It's a open okay. meeting, pin night. So it'll be a big night. And Ooh. last time I went to that, um, there were like 300 people there. Dude, that is so cool. March yeah, 8th, I'll have 20 years sobriety. Then. Whoa, Dude, that's how you said March 7th. I'm like one day before March 8th. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. that's, I'm, I'm so... <laughs> I, I, I'm funny about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Getting the coin before you mean? Yeah, yeah I'm funny totally. about that. You know, it's like, <laughs> David, they, let's, right. is there let's a call 19? Bill and see if we can switch it to March Yeah. Mate. Is there a 364 <laughs> coin? Do they have that available? Right. <laughs> Someone get on the phone to Bill Cody. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> so that should be really good. And that's at Holy Trinity Lutheran Church, also in New Prague. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else got any other meetings? Those are great meetings. I want to do some, if you're out there, some special prayers for a few a few of our family members and friends from uh, uh, FRM that have relapsed. Mm-hmm. And so if you can, keep them in your thoughts and prayers um, that they find their way back home. Right on. You right know, on. relapse happens. Yeah. It's just, it's just you know, I, I don't know... If you can say you're an alcoholic or an addict, if you never tried to clean up without having at least one relapse, right. you know, um, I'm not advocating for relapse in any way, shape, or form. Um, 
but it does happen and it's happened to the best of us. So we pray that these good folks find their way back home. Yes. So yeah. I just want to throw a question out to the two of you real quick. Yes, sir. In Minnesota, I don't know where you guys are. The, I know we were reaching a, a variety of people from around the world and we love that you guys are joining us. Yep. All the people listening right now, we love you. We're so thankful for you. Uh, but in Minnesota, if you don't know this, we, our winters can be brutal. Uh, they can brutal. be cold. Yep. We don't get as much daylight. Uh, and um, it feels like that in addition to the holidays, which can cause some people to relapse if there's things that they hadn't had a chance to, to work through. But do you find it, like in your, your experience, is, is there a, a greater chance of relapse in the winter in Minnesota because of weather? Like, does that ever play a part of hmm. of people? And well, I know for a fact that there, there have been studies done on places like Seattle where it's gray and gloomy. Yeah. And it wasn't positive. Right. You know, I, I, I can't, I, I don't want to, I don't want to just start blabbing because I don't know, but I right. know that's fact. I mean, I think there is a possibility of that. I mean, look at what COVID did. Right. Look at yeah. what happened Isolation. to so many people that were yeah. isolating. If it comes down to maybe once or twice during a, a season of missing a meeting because of, a, of weather, hopefully that won't do too much damage, right. if any. You know, but I mean, if you start getting, you know, shut up in your residence for starting over a week or any yeah. long durations of right. time, because I know for a fact... Oh, man. We, yeah, I mean, I crunched the numbers. I had to when I was talking with churches and some other people about FRM. There was definitely a spike in relapse hmm. from COVID. Definitely because people had to isolate. There's also a spike in the suicide rate. Yeah. You know, but well, I don't know if I don't know if winter plays anything near that. That okay. kind of have that kind of impact. I can tell you this: relapse happens because of two reasons: triggers that bring on emotions yeah yeah that's what relapse happens so if you drink a lot in the winter because you had a summer job that oh, could cause that sure. relapse to happen right. a lot of us get the fuckets man i'm sorry to swear on here and i'm sure everybody <laughs> out there went yeah but i mean we get that so uh, that's a trigger in itself what a great question that pastor christopher brought up do long months of winter gloomy clouds rain gray skies do they do they affect our sobriety i felt it warranted a little more investigation before i read what i found just let me reiterate we are not doctors however some of us may recognize some of these symptoms and it can affect our sobriety um, of course a lot of things can affect our sobriety and our recovery so according to mayoclinic.org um, again, we are not doctors. This is what I found in my little brief investigation. There is a disorder called SAD, S-A-D, Seasonal Affective Disorder. And what it is, SAD is a type of depression that's related to changes in seasons. SAD begins and ends at about the same time every year. If you're like most people with SAD, your symptoms start in the fall and continue into the winter months, sapping your energy and making you feel moody. These symptoms often resolve during the spring and summer months. 
less often sad causes depression in the spring or early summer and resolves during the fall or winter months. Don't brush off that yearly feeling is simply a case of the winter blues or a seasonal funk that you have to tough out on your own. Take steps to keep your mood and motivation steady throughout the year. And that is, that's exactly what it says. So um, I can see how it could affect our sobriety, but I can see how it can affect people. Um, I can see how it can affect anybody. But no matter how it affects you, again, I can't stress enough. If it affects you in any way that causes depression, you need to visit your doctor. Or if any way possible, contact a professional treatment facility such as Spirits at Rest. If it affects your sobriety, you need to take steps to help you so you don't relapse. Be that reaching out to another person, a pastor, whatever helps you to stay in balance with your recovery or if your first line of defense against depression is using illicit drugs, non-prescribed drugs and or alcohol, recognize that if you can and visit your doctor and take the steps that you need to take to aid in battling your depression and to keep you clean and sober. Even though at the podcast we are not doctors, you can always reach out to Spirits at Rest Treatment Center in Montgomery where they have a staff of professional counselors. And there you can find out more about your recovery, the, the steps that you need to take for your recovery. And also, of course, if you're in the throes of addiction right now, how to get clean, or if you have a loved one who's struggling, please check out Spirits at Rest at spiritsatrest.com. Here's some more from Jeremy. Um, Knowing yourself, knowing your triggers are so important. People who are listening, especially early recovery, that's when they talk about putting the work in. Putting the work in is learning about you. And that's why those steps are, that's, I talk about the 12 steps because the 12 steps help unpack you and that helps you learn you and same as treatment. You know, you come to the spirits at rest, your first couple of months are going to be all about you and we're going to unpack feelings, emotions. I mean, so many things that could point out that factor right there. I know guys that were avid fishermen and in the winter don't walk into fish house yet because they're still early recovery and that's where they did all their drinking. It's their trigger. So that's their trigger, you know? So, I mean, there's just certain things around winner that could be that you know and then you have to explore other things for me it's the opposite i found fishing in my sobriety so and winter so hits i get all excited i love like, it oh, you're yeah, like man let's here go comes the fish house man you yeah know? yeah <laughs> and, and another thing that's kind of cool too is like it's not it's not a 100 percent substitution it just isn't for gathering but thank goodness we do have technology that we yeah. can reach out yeah, to right other absolutely. people i mean you know, you know, I I want to start doing um, on the on the positive side. You know, I love my sponsor from Atlanta. Yeah, my my. Do you still stay connected? Absolutely. Has this been twenty eight years? Twenty. Um, he's been my sponsor for twenty twenty four years. Wow. Twenty four years. That's incredible. He's been my sponsor. Wow, what a life he showed me, and still yeah. does. Yeah. yeah my uh, my youngest son is named after him. That's cool. And uh, that's why his name is Alfonso? It is. It is. <laughs> I owe everything to Alfonso. Alfonso! I love you. I love you. Um, but they, uh, 
I'm going to start going to their meetings via Zoom. Oh, cool. You know, so technology is going to enable me to yeah. attend a meeting with my sponsor. And it also enables me to reach out to a group. Like I said, it's not, I need fellowship. I need hugs. Yeah, I me need too. handshakes. And I need, I like that. You know, that, that's a big part of my recovery. But the good news is, is for, you know, a couple limited times, like if we get snowed in or something like that, we do have some technology. We've got our phones. We've got what we were talking about last week. We were talking about um, things that we can use as a positive trigger. Yeah. You know, we can go to YouTube. We can listen to Joyce Meyer. I know uh, I know that um, Jeremy likes Joel uh, Osteen. Joel Osteen. And I like uh, Tony Evans, and yeah. I like Les Brown. Oh, I love Les Brown. Yeah, and I even like some older positive stuff or, you know, just uh, calming music.
Yeah. So there are things we can do if we if we start feeling any kind of isolation. Right now. You know, um, if you are feeling isolation and you can't get out, try some of these things. But pick up your phone, go to your computer, reach out, try to be a part yeah. of a Zoom meeting. Send a text message. Send a yeah, text. You know, reach out is. to somebody you can help. Do something. Just always, we always say, in some way, shape, or form, take some action. Yeah. Action. Absolutely. Right on. That's a good question. That's a really good question. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Ready to pick? Let's do it. All right. We're going to pass We got the, the amazing the cup of popsicle. I still want some Batman. Here we go. Second Corinthians 5.17. That is not Batman. That's not Batman. <laughs> Batman. Second Batman. Oh, we're having a race oh to see gosh. who gets there first. Oh, it speaks into how we're a new creation. Uh, we're Damn, fastest fingers Woo-hoo! in the house. Ha! Pastor, you swore. Let's see. Wow. I got uh, on here. When did I swear? Wow. When was that? We've got a stack <laughs> of really cool Bibles. This one's uh, I I like NIV personally. This is a King James. Um, okay, Second Corinthians five seventeen. Uh, is that it? Yeah. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's what it says. All things are become new. So how does yours read for that, Pastor? Uh, Very similar. This is anyone who believes in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. So talking about being in Christ, and then when we're in Christ, we become a new creation, that the old is gone and the new has come. It's a, a pretty cool thought when it comes to recovery, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. I tell you. I, <laughs> that's like, you in AA circles, that's what, one and two. Yeah. That's, right? Uh, it's, yeah, absolutely. It's first, first two steps, three steps. Um, man, that brings out a lot in me right there about becoming new, hmm. being washed clean. You know, um, I know I've mentioned this before, but like my biggest, my change in my attitude, especially for empathy yeah. and for caring it happened in prison. That's when the Holy Spirit came into my life. You yes. Know? And it was when I started putting myself out there as an attitude of service and started tutoring. I remember that first Christmas right before that or right before mm. Easter. It would have been right after Christmas. It would have been Easter. Um, the Passion of the Christ came out. Yeah. And they played it in the prison on oh, the TV man. set. You could watch it on Saturday wow. night. Wow. And I got to tell you, I, I never cried as hard as I did watching that movie. Hmm. And I never felt so ungrateful right like just all of a sudden my whole life all the things that were so that i hurt so bad over all the things that happened to me yeah everything just seemed so small after watching what jesus went through like seeing it in that in those terms right and it seemed like that next day that night after crying i remember crying and just feeling like I wasn't even worthy of forgiveness. Hmm. I just had a, it's just amazing how the Holy Spirit works. It seems like that night was the first time, like that next day where I all of a sudden started feeling different. Like I had this empathy for someone else. You know what I mean? Where 
I cared about what they had gone through more than what I'm going through. Mm. Right. Right. Mm. And when you talk about Jesus washing that's clean, new. that's right. New. That's being new. Yeah. That's exactly what that passage reminded me of when you guys were yeah. reading that. I'm like, oh man, you know, I felt recovery. I had sober a year, walked through the first five steps before going to prison. And I relieved myself of a lot of baggages I carried. Mm. And I believe that I, you know, I changed some traits, but I wasn't a new man mm. until experiencing what I did in, in prison. When I came out of prison, I was a new man. Yeah. I was changed completely, you know. Wow. Um, and have been ever since. You know. That's cool. Mm. Yeah. The old is gone and the new has come. Yeah. And it just happened Here just like that. Train. Whoa. Man, that was a powerful movie. If you guys haven't seen that, uh, yeah. I recommend it. Oh, it's, it's an awesome it's, movie. It's, it's, a, it's amazing. It's, it's to put things to in, To put it yeah. into context yeah. Is, is, yeah, it is hard to watch because you really have to, you feel what Jesus went through to sacrifice himself for us. You well, know, and, it's crazy to think about like when that movie came out that next week, I, I remember reading a story of a man that had killed someone, that had, had murdered them in cold blood and had gotten away with it. Uh, actually turned himself in because after he was that? after watching that he was just so wow. he felt so moved by the compassion of Jesus that he was like I can't keep I can't keep living this lie. So there and was he a, turned himself in. There was it's a different feeling in the prison that mm. next day. Wow. And when you talk about murderers and stuff, that's who it was. Wow. So just like what you mentioned right there, it's yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's powerful, man. You think of that. I, I know it's true in my story. I, I was I was doing my own thing. Like I grew up in the church, and then I just totally walked away. Uh, and I, w- I was thinking I would I'd become like a kindergarten teacher or something and just really live my own life, do my own, I, I would do it my way. You know? mm-hmm. uh, but it was it was being around uh, being around people that love the Lord. They weren't perfect, but they love the Lord. And being in nature, I think it just kind of did something. It caused me to be thinking uh, less about myself and more about others, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I remember that day when I was at Lake Coronas near Painesville, just giving my life's direction to him and just saying I'm all in and that I was a new man. Yeah, like, yeah. I honestly just felt like everything everything shifted in my life. Uh, like even the trajectory of my life just totally changed. So I, I love that. I'm, I'm yes. with you, brother. Yes. I, there's something about that. Yeah. I remember walking the yard and having a prayer similar to what you said and saying, man, I'm going to be here for four years, Lord, and I don't want to waste this. Hmm. I don't want it to go for nothing. And I'm just going to take your guidance, do what yeah. I can to make it. Right you know? Yeah. And just what he did after I decided to say, I, I'll give my life to you. You know, I'll let yeah. you take it. That was the first time I said that out loud to Ooh, Jesus ever. That's a like, big deal. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I take that back. I said it at a young age, six, sure. seven, eight, yeah. take this pain away, crying, yeah. and not getting the, getting an answer, right? And then that was the first time since then that I did that. Yeah. But I got an answer right away Man. <laughs> from him that time, you know. And then when we talked about, you know, turning our pain into purpose, um, you know, that's exactly where that comes from because then that pain that I felt has enabled me to learn what my purpose is. Yeah. And it's enabled me to have empathy to care about other people then and yeah. to feel how they're feeling because now I can feel it. Yeah. And if Jesus wouldn't have made me a new person, there would have been no way that I could do that. 
Just not a, not even an. It's even in well, one of the Corinthians letters. It talks about how we're able to comfort others with the same way that Christ had comforted us. Right. You know, so that uh, the beauty of of it's not to say that it's okay for us to have all of these different heartaching situations, but uh, to turn to Him in it and allow Him to bring that healing and comfort to us. And then we, in turn, can be a part of sharing that with others. Not that we're meant to be the counselor or their savior or yeah, whatever that might be, but that we get to help a little bit. David reached into his bag and took out a stone. Though he walked that walk himself, he wasn't alone. Then that giant of a man tumbled face down to the ground. Strength in God is what David had found. Today I don't know if I'll slay any giants. Just getting up this morning was hard enough for me. Tomorrow I'm supposed to climb another mountain Yesterday I wandered through the desert aimlessly He had a hard time with words but said let my people go He was unsure of position but knew he wasn't alone Surrounded by a legion in a moment, all seemed lost When a mighty act of God cleared the way and they crossed Today I don't know if I'll part any oceans Fixing the faucet was hard enough for me Tomorrow I'm supposed to climb Another mountain Yesterday I wandered through the desert Aimlessly I know I can do all through Christ Who strengthens me But I'll have those days When I can barely see Then I feel little things I do Just don't matter when what really matters is the fact he loves me He's there with me For me 
on Calvary. Today, maybe I'll climb that mountain. The strength and faith and faith is all I need. Tomorrow I'm gonna reach out to another. Cause yesterday Jesus reached out to save me And I didn't wander through the desert aimlessly Every day is different We'll just wait and see So, Pastor, if, if somebody's struggling, they're, they're either new to recovery or they're on the fence sure. about recovery. Um, they don't feel like they can ever be forgiven. Hmm. They don't feel worthy. Um, they feel that they've made a complete shambles of their life and there's absolutely no hope for them. Right. Um, these are all thoughts that I had before. Yeah, at one time. Yeah. yeah. How how easy or how hard is it for a person to turn it over to Jesus? Uh, well, it's just one prayer. There you go. It's one prayer away. But it, a part of that is being able to, like Jeremy was saying, as he's walking in the yard, uh, uh, you'd it, it, be able to open up. And let and let God come and do that work. Can, can we do that from here? Can we help people who want to say any kind of prayer that we could help them with if they're on the fence about God and they sure. want to try Christ or they want to give their hearts to Christ? Yeah, their life absolutely could. What yeah, can, let's do it. Yeah, what can we do? Uh, well, and just so you know, too, if you're listening and this is this is kind of on your heart, I'd, it's not like there's some kind of magical prayer. Yeah, it's really it's a simple. Uh, basically it's kind of like a lord i need you i realize i can't do this on my own uh, and i'm going to trust in you uh, jesus you're my savior my lord my friend i open up my life to you and then um, it's, it's basically saying i invite your holy spirit like jeremy was talking about the holy spirit how he had met with him in prison i invite your holy spirit to come and dwell within me and uh, you can say lord forgive me of my sins uh, as I forgive the people that have sinned against me, you know, that's in the Lord's Prayer, if you'd like to. Forgiveness is a doozy. It's a big deal. Uh, even as you were sharing, Tim, I was thinking of, uh, Jeremy had mentioned this a couple times ago, the, the woman that was caught in adultery mm-hmm. and how she was, according to the law of the day, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, it was just the law of, of their culture. Uh, she could have been killed by the townspeople uh, because of what she had done, both she and the man that she was uh, cheating with, and um, that was that was in their laws at the day. And so everyone that was holding the stone, that was ready to not just judge her but actually kill her, uh, they had a right to do it according to their law. And you remember Jesus? He's kind of drawing in the uh, ground. Maybe he, I, I often I wonder what is he what is he drawing? Oh, no. What is he right, is he right. is he writing out is some of the sins? Saying? Maybe is yeah. he writing out some of the sins of the people that are wanting to throw the stones? Is he is he writing out some different scripture? Well, we Draw don't know. Skippy. Yeah, right. What is he? Is he? Yeah, 
or Ren and Stimpy. Like, is he writing out the beginnings of Scooby Doo? I mean, who knows? But here, here he's doing that, and then he stands and he says, "The one of the the one without sin throws the first stone." And the truth is, he was the only one that was without sin that could have thrown the that stone. Could have thrown the stone. Mm-hmm. Everyone else there had sinned, uh, every, and they knew it. Uh, and he was the one that could have. And according to their law of the culture, the context, perhaps he should have, but he didn't, because he was a man of forgiveness. Mm. He came to he came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to bring forgiveness. Uh, so he, you know, we could hear that thump of the rocks dropping, uh, and uh, as people for drop this, their stones, yeah, instead of throwing them, yep, instead of throwing them at the woman, they're just dropping them and they're walking away, because they realize that they were so given over to, not just uh, judgment, but um, but actually like hang- anger and hate. Uh, they were wanting to actually kill someone in that moment. And uh, here she, boy, I bet you that sound of a rock hitting the ground uh, always has a special meaning to her because that's the sound of forgiveness. Wow. That's yeah. the sound of, of a new life, mm-hmm. like a new creation. I bet you uh, I bet you everything that when she got up, she was that new creation in Christ. No, because her. she was, like, the, her sin. Can you imagine that? Can you, like, we all, we've all messed up. Every single one of us yep. has. Uh, but uh, her, some of her greatest sin was on display for the whole city to right, know about. Right. So, you know, if you're wrestling with, can I be forgiven? Uh, my short answer to that is, yes, you can be. Uh, uh, there's nothing that's too great. Uh, that's why Jesus did what he did. That's why he took on the cross. That's why we have this great passion of Christ is because he, so he paid the price so that uh, we could ex- experience the benefit of being forgiven. Uh, uh, there's a line that says that uh, he, we had a debt that we could not pay, and he paid a debt that he did not owe. Uh, and just that idea of he took it all. And so forgiveness is available for each and every one of us. Uh, and then also salvation is available for each and every one of us. We can all be in Christ, right, to have the old gone and the new come. So I guess if that's you, and if you want to pray with me, let's just we'll just say a simple prayer right now. Uh, Jesus, I thank you for being my Savior, my Lord, and my friend. I accept you. I take you in. I give you my life's direction. I, um, uh, I need your help. I, I've messed up in my past, so I give you all of that in its place. I receive your forgiveness, and I choose to be a part of forgiving others. I invite your Holy Spirit to come and dwell within me. And uh, I welcome you to uh, make me that new creature, that new creation, uh, that the old would be gone and that the new would come. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I want, uh, if you think like we do, I'm going to put a song right after um, If you think like a lot of us alcoholics and addicts do, we tend to think that for some reason we're not forgiven Hmm. and maybe jesus will forgive this person and that person but But if he really knew my duties he really and you know and guess what he does he does he (laughs) He knows them yeah he knows even the things in our heart and that's why this, (laughs) this verse is amazing therefore if any man be in christ he is a new creation yeah. You're a new creation. You're forgiven. Ooh. Old things are passed away. 
Behold, all things become new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's huge. It is. You know, and it's... um. <clears throat> There's a lot to unpack there. Oh, man. You know, when you go into the fourth and fifth step. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that, you're really doing that. You're you're uh, cleansing yourself. You're unpacking yeah. yourself. You're yes. getting rid of uh, the and deep I'm, hurts and pains. And I'll just do this quick and then keep going, Jeremy. So step four is made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. <laughs> step five, <laughs> admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs right yeah and i mean so that's what we're doing and then read step step six please too, sure Tim. we're entirely ready to have god remove all of these defects of character come on exactly. so Ka- that's where boom. this passage comes right into play yeah you know and for you guys out there that um are judging yourself yeah i did a lot of violent bad things mm. a lot of violent bad things and um, didn't even want to look inward at all of them. And one of those things included killing a very good friend of mine in a car accident. You wow. know? But I was driving extremely fast and drunk and not wearing seatbelts, you know, but mm. trying to trying to ponder, what, deal with that, you know, how yes. am I ever going to forgive myself for that? Yeah. And, you know, there's just a lot of grief, you know. But the reality is, is every one of those that I thought were unforgiven are forgiven. Yeah. But I had to want to be forgiven yeah and i wanted i had to take the steps wow. that it required myself that's huge i have to want to be forgiven right and then i had to take the steps required yeah. that would help me heal wow. right yeah because for a lot of years i didn't i don't know if i wanted to be forgiven right. i know i hated it and i hated myself for a lot of things that were done but i continued to do it yeah and i continued to almost get a high off of it in a way as well you know right so like when i was in the act of causing problems and crimes and hurting folks and selling drugs and drinking and living a lifestyle like that you know i i got a thrill out of it as Mm. well so there wasn't a oh i need to be forgiven for this because that's what i wanted to do you know Um, but the people who really struggle with it when i struggled with it is because i didn't open my heart up for it though i didn't ask God, I didn't really want to be forgiven either until I was able to get the right help. Yeah. You know, and be able to, you can't just do these steps by reading them in a book. Right. You know, you really do need help. You need, I, I needed a counselor. I went to, I went through a year program. Yeah. You know, I probably finished in about 10 months, I suppose it was. And uh, Nancy was, did some amazing <laughs> things with me. You know, she helped me unpack a lot of issues I had. We love you, Nancy. You know? Oh, yeah. my God. You're listening. Man. You're yeah. the best. She has a lot of people hopefully listening to that are going, Nancy, you rock. Cause yeah. She's helped so many people over the years, you know. But I needed it, and I needed yeah. to give myself into it yes. and want to change and wanted to want the help. Yeah. You know, and then there were times I wanted to back off because it was so painful. But I knew if I backed off and bottled up or isolated myself that I wouldn't continue. You know, right. I would yeah. slide back into the old Jeremy again, you know. And I mean, I, I, I've said it in my story too. That was my biggest fear going to prison. I remember telling my mom, I telling God, I remember telling everybody, like, God, I just don't want to be the old Jeremy. I don't mm. want to get around all these other lions in prison and become a lion again. You know, wow. yeah. I just didn't want to have that come out of me and somehow. You know, by opening myself and being honest about it, yes. God came into my heart then, and he allowed me not to turn into that type of lion, right? I became <laughs> a lion. became a harsh lion in there, but one for good, you know, yeah. and one to help and right one to on. make change. That's good. You know, we'd have rough days in there. Just to tell folks, like, 
when I talk about prison and I talk about staying sober, you know, there were days in there I'd have a really rough day and somebody would be mouthing off or you saw something you didn't want to see. And then the guy next door to me, the next my neighbor, man, and one of my neighbors is high in the Latin Kings, and he handled most of the weed. So, I mean, ah, God, there was weed smoke all day, all the time going oh, on man. in a couple cells by mine. So it was like easily could have stuck my hand out there and been like, dude, hook me up. You know, yeah, I mean, yep. I knew these guys, but I as still had to have, right, I, I had that want of not becoming that old Jeremy yep. again, and that was stronger than my will to just saying F it that day. Yeah, you know? that's good. And that's when God washes you clean back to that verse again. It's just, um, yeah, that's awesome. That's, it is so important to our recoveries to, this is where the rubber hits the road. I mean, it mm. really is. And I know I had a couple failed attempts at sobriety. And the fact that not going through the steps, not, not cleansing, not getting that stuff out, not asking for the forgiveness kind of like what you're saying you know you just you have to want it yeah you have to want it and it makes at least for me it made all the difference in the world when i took that on with somebody else because it's suggested that when you do these steps or if you do the act of confession you're getting these things out that you carry on the inside um you want to do it with another person. You're doing it for God, but you're doing it with another person. And there's there's some accountability in that too. Just the fact that you're saying things that are so deep and you're convinced or you believe or whatever reason that this is the reason or part of the reason I am that I am. You got to get that stuff out. Yeah, You can't let it consume you. Because a lot of this stuff starts to build up and then it becomes, sometimes it, it can be big to begin with, but sometimes it can be small and, and get big. Right. And, and it's not to diminish anything that you may be thinking or you may be feeling, but regardless of what it is, you've got to find somebody you trust. Yeah. Be it going to spirits at rest and talking with jeremy or huey or calling pastifer or me or or your sponsor or a pastor or anybody where you can get this stuff out yeah the good the bad the ugly the good the bad and the ugly and that's taking some action right there yep yep it's really good i um there's something powerful about confession you know, being able to confess, to be able to get it out in the open. Yeah. Um, and it's not that it's. Uh, uh, I've had the, I've had the honor of being able to walk people through that fifth step, and it and it's pretty powerful. It's yeah. very humbling. Yeah. And uh, the sense of just really um, being with them in the good, the bad, and the ugly. But it, but it's that. I mean, there's sometimes that we, we focus so much on the negative. There's a lot of good things that have happened too, and I right. try my best to to remind them and, and even to ask questions about that as well. Do you um, remember when that was said? And I remember exactly who said it. Um, and the first time I heard it was at Spirits at Rest at my my Wednesday morning meeting. And then I heard it here because the same person had come to an FRM meeting. Mm. And what they had said was when they uh, did their fourth step, 
uh, and they made that searching and fearless moral inventory of themselves. Yeah. On the front of the sheet, they wrote, I mean, it's like when you think about that, the first thing we do is we gravitate towards all the bad things oh, we did, right, totally. you know? So, and, and of course, we can probably fill up a notebook. But what she said was, well, I flipped that over. And I wrote the good things too, and I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, that was yeah. so cool! Yeah, I, yeah. I did was a, cool. I did an exercise like that. I had to, so I'd gone to treatment, you know, before going to prison. But a requirement yeah. in there still because of my crime was I had to go to treatment. <laughs> so they had a ninety-day program I had to go to in Fairbolt in the prison. Yeah, right? and uh, went down there. It was a great program, but one of the the things they did was uh they had a timeline right and it was just like a blank timeline and you had to like write all these things that impacted your life on this timeline and it was so meaningful because like the first half of my timeline was all negative it was just like from a kid on i had all these things that impacted me and all my brain was going to was all the negative mm. except for march 8 2002 my sobriety date come on everything after that date which at this point i was almost four years sober wow. when I went into treatment in prison. And it was, I had a lot of really positive things up there. My positive timeline side was almost as you could see big that as my negative side. And as I was filling it out, it didn't even compute in my head. Like, <laughs> I did, and, uh, so you had to do It this wasn't in, until after. You had to do yeah. this in front of the treatment room. So I would say there was 60 people in this room. It was a big room. It was a big uh, facility. And I have my thing up there and you had to do it in front of the whole class. And yeah. then the the lady would critique it and I just remember her going up there and going wow do you see that and I remember stepping back and going oh, that's crazy like I see it right there I could literally see when I got sober and how everything was so positive and I wasn't even registering the negative and I had plenty of negative right. in sobriety it's yeah. just my brain now wasn't registering it like it would when I was using you know wow. and it was just which then makes you think there probably was a lot of good that happened even when you were using yeah you just couldn't see it i didn't recognize it right yeah, yeah it, my head wouldn't go to that at least right. you know everything re revolving around it so when you talk about jesus washing us new yeah right that's it right there our sobriety is our way of him cleaning us and washing us new yeah i love that i um, I, I like to think of this verse and I compare it to the Etch-a-Sketch. You remember the Etch-a-Sketch oh, yep, back yeah, in the day? Absolutely. The original tablet the time, with the, <laughs> yeah. that beautiful red, that fire red I border. I awesome box on it. Two white knobs. <laughs> but the, you know, you tried to make the circle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the killer artist could make yes. a circle on it. I could only make yeah. a square. Right. <laughs> well, so the beauty of that is you, you uh, maybe you're like me, I would spend hours on it, but then I would get, oh man, I messed up, you know, yeah. uh, and get frustrated but then the beauty of it was you flip it upside down and you just shake, shake it, it and then you yeah. flip it back up and you're it's a new canvas all things new mm -hmm. and i love that that's a little bit that's the heart of jesus like in the in isaiah it talks about how god is is yearning to want to make all things new and even in revelation revelation 21 verse 5 jesus is sharing that same heart like it's close to the heart of god he says see i'm making all things new and i believe that's that's a little bit of his heart so when we read that in this verse in Second Corinthians five seventeen, that um, we're that new creature, right? We're that mm -hmm. new creation. The old is gone; the new has come. It's really close to the heart of God. I get friends. I don't know if you understand this, but He is so for you. He's more for you than you can even get your mind around. Um, and I know there's maybe you had brokenness. Maybe there was a pastor or a church or a Christian that that did something or said something that was really stupid. And I'm sorry that they did. 
Uh, but please know that God is for you and that he really yearns to partner with you, that you would experience all things new. It's close to his heart. Good stuff. Very good stuff. That's good stuff. Wow. Oh, anybody have anything else they want to add for today? I like, um, if we want to end with a prayer. Yeah. You said a great prayer. I like the prayer that Joel Osteen uses at mm-hmm. the end of every one of his services. Yeah, let's and do I would it. love to close with it because when you talk about wanting to, a prayer to wash yourself clean, it's my, yeah. my favorite one, and I do it every day. Yeah. Sweet. So you guys ready? Let's Absolutely. do it, J-Train. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. I love it. Amen. Right? I that easy. It. It says it Amen. all. Yep. Boom. Wow. Mic drop. <laughs> well, I want to thank uh, both Christopher and Jeremy. Boy, I love doing this with you guys. I'm yeah. so grateful. And, Same. Wow, it's just amazing. So remember, gang, together we're better. Better. And with God, we are unstoppable. unstoppable. We will talk next week. Thank you all. Thank you so much for joining the Faith, Recovery, and Music podcast with your hosts, Timothy Price, Jeremy Garez, and Pastor Christopher Mark. Faith, Recovery, and Music is a non-denominational Christian ministry and nonprofit devoted to helping those who are in recovery from alcoholism and drug addiction and for those who would like to be. You can learn more about Faith, Recovery, and Music at www.faithrecoverymusic.com. Today's episode featured Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, performed by Timothy Price, and Today, Tomorrow, and Yesterday, written by Timothy Price, performed by Front Porch Jubilee with Alan O.W. Barnes. If you'd like to learn more about Jeremy Garris, his amazing story, and Spirits at Rest Treatment Facility in Montgomery, Minnesota, please visit www.spiritsatrest.com. Christopher Mark is pastor of New Day Church in New Prague, Minnesota. New Day Church is a non-denominational church with an emphasis on community and Christ. To learn more about this mighty man of God, visit him at New Day's website, newday-church.org. Though we may occasionally have doctors, professional therapists, or counselors on the podcast as guests, we ourselves are not. We are simply men and women sharing our faith and recoveries through experience, testimony, music, and the love and grace of Jesus Christ. If you are struggling with addiction, depression, detoxing, or thoughts of suicide, you may need to consult professionals trained in these categories. If you have no one else to call, we plead with you to call the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you are interested in having FRM visit you with a faith-based presentation filled with testimony, music, and the love of Jesus Christ, again, visit us at www.faithrecoverymusic.com. Corinthians 5:17, originally aired February 18th, 2022, Season 3, Episode 7.